Hi, hello, hey, and welcome to my tent, a place to hear life experiences, different opinions, a range of journeys, and a viewpoint different than our own. A place to challenge our own thoughts, a space to learn a little bit, and I promise some fun along the way. I believe we're better when we let a range of people into our tents, so welcome to mine. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone, to the Welcome to My Tent podcast. Today, I actually have my first male interview. So, Todd, oh, hey. welcome I in. <laughs> I know Todd from the Chicago fitness scene. I was a taker of many of his fitness classes back when I lived there. And Todd now has endeavored on his own journey to opening his own fitness community in Barrington, Illinois, which is super exciting. So we're going to get to hear from Todd today on all things fitness and, and the path that he has taken now to opening a pretty badass location, if I do say so myself. So Todd, if you just want to give a hello and tell us who you are, that would be awesome. Yeah, of course. So as Sarah mentioned, my name is Todd. I've been working in fitness for 10 years. Originally, I went to school for acting. I was a singer and an actor and did really random gigs. And I started doing fitness on the side because I was tired of waiting tables and working in bars. So I was like, I'm, I need something that's going to keep me healthy, something that you know I can offer to people that makes them feel good. And so I started part-time working in fitness. And then very soon on, I realized this is my passion. Um, and I and I started doing it full-time. So yeah, that's a little bit about where I come from. And now, now we're here at the den, which is my, I'll say fourth baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the yeah. fourth that came before the third. Yeah, we have two kids, <laughs> we have the den, and we have another kid coming um, August 14th. So yeah, the den has been keeping me super busy. It's a passion project of mine. It's, you know, I, I literally had the opportunity to build the studio of my dreams. Um, it's been really exciting, the whole process. We found the studio about a year and a half ago. And then from there, we did the build out and we've just been dreaming about what this is going to be. But before that, I I knew I wanted to do this when we eventually moved closer to home. Yeah. Yeah. And you've always been, or I don't know if you've always been into fitness, what spurred you in that initial, okay, this could be a fun side project. So happy that it turned into your lifelong passion, but growing up, was it sports? Like what sort of led you to this? I like fitness and maybe want to pursue teaching. Yeah. You know, when I grew up, I wasn't a very active kid. I was one of those people who dreaded running the mile in school. I played some sports, but I wasn't very athletic. I got into fitness, you know, probably in college is when I really started working out. Um, a lot of the roles I was getting when I was be when I was an actor were leading man type roles. And there was a lot of pressure from the faculty to look a certain way. So that's kind of what got me into it. And then I, as I evolved it into, you know, my own thing where I was training people, I didn't want it to be that for other people. I wanted mm -hmm. to be, I wanted their experience to be positive. I didn't want it to be solely around an aesthetic goal, um, looking a certain way to fit a certain mold. So I knew that I wanted to just celebrate moving your body, give people reason to just find joy in their able moving bodies. 
And I also, I worked with an awesome mentor at a place called Sage Fitness. Uh, his name was Danny Suarez. And he taught me a lot of what I know today. He kind of took me under his wing, taught me a lot about strength training. And from there, I was just devouring information, got all of my personal training certifications, my um, group fitness certification. The first classes I ever taught were cycling classes. Yeah, that's how um, I found you. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I went to a class and I was like, that is amazing. It kind of combined music and lights and movement. And I was hooked. So I started there and from there it's just evolved. And now I teach pretty much every format except for yoga and Pilates. Yeah. And I feel like within what's so important with what you're saying is moving away from the aesthetics. We both were in that same generation where fitness when we were in college and even post-grad was so focused on getting X, Y, and Z type of body. And we're getting there, I think, with the majority of teachers moving away from that language and yeah. actually having fitness classes be for community, You know, finding people that are like-minded or that you can work out with. And just being able to move is a privilege. And I've yeah. taken many of your classes in Chicago and you take that stance of like, this is incredible. Do what feels good. We're mm -hmm. here to better our minds, ourselves. Yeah have some fun in the process. And I'd be interested to hear how this has sort of now been incorporated into the den because in looking at it in the way that you kind of describe it is you really want that community feel and you yeah. really want people to come there and make that feel like home to them. So it's not just even working out, but it's a space that they can feel safe and excited and ready to exercise. So how has that translated into building something of your own and is and how do you view the den as more than just exercise, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense. I mean, what even came before the den, the name of the studio was our tagline. And our tagline is strength in community. Mm -hmm. um, we are, and, and that's our guiding light. Like we're really focused on creating a space for the community um, where everybody is appreciated, accepted, and celebrated. We have options for Everyone, we use it in the language when we're teaching class. Whenever we're demoing a move, we always teach the baseline and then we give an option to make it more achievable as well as an option to make it more intense. It's really important to me that we don't use words like regression or mm -hmm. progression because I think it just makes people feel less than. Um, so giving people you know, different options based on where they're at. And then also being a spot that carries inclusive sizing for our for our retail, you know, that that's really important to us. What are the names of your mannequins? Didn't you name your oh, mannequins? Yeah. We have um Cynthia and we have Pamela. <laughs> and they are the first things I ever bought for the den. There was an athleta in the Gold Coast that was going out of business and I oh had Somebody on Instagram posts like, hey, we're selling some fixtures, including these mannequins. And before we even had the space for the den, I was like, I want these mannequins. They're they're different body types. One of them is a larger body type woman. And the other one is like, you know, a really athletic, strong, kind of muscled woman. And I was like, hell yeah, like <laughs> this is awesome. These aren't just like stick thin hanger type mannequins, like these are different body types that uh, we want, you know, here at the den. Represented. Feeling, feeling yeah. Awesome. And a lot of 
the language that we use. I was just talking about this today on my Instagram stories, like sticks with people mm-hmm. and you're in a fitness class, for example, and someone says, if you can't do X, Y, and Z, do this mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. No, it's not because I can't, but it's because it doesn't feel safe in my body. I, I no matter how much strength I get, push-ups don't feel good to me. My shoulders don't feel good. They've never felt aligned. It's not because I can't, it's because I don't want to tear my shoulder sockets out and, yeah. and hurt myself. And so moving to that inclusive language and and I don't know if this has been your path, but how has teaching fitness classes pre the den set you up for success in creating programming maybe or a community, whether it's you've mentioned inclusive sizing, inclusive language, are there other ways that that set you up for success for what you're doing now? Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything I'm doing now, I've learned (laughs) through um, working other places. Um, So I've learned a lot of, I've learned a lot of great things and great habits and great, I've had great business models to look at, but I've also learned what not to do. I've been a part of places and I won't name, name names, but a certain studio that all of their marketing, it was around the, the sexiness, the sex appeal, the abs, everybody had their shirt off. It was like, it was fun and flirty and sexy and they are doing really well. But I spoke to so many people outside of the studio that would say, oh, that's not a place for me. I'm not fit enough to go. Or, oh, that's not a place for me. Like, I, I'm so afraid. I'm so intimidated. And for me, that was, I was like, that is never what fitness should be. Yeah. You should never not go to some place because you're not fit enough. The goal. The point of fitness. Yeah. Right. If we're doing our job, if we're, if we're, if you have the mission, which I think everybody who goes into fitness should, if if the mission is to like change people's lives through movement and and you know inspire people that's not doing it yeah and that yeah. goes back to using even language and and showing someone that walks through the front doors of the den the minute they walk in they're greeted with a vast different type of of people but to back up a little bit because you also mentioned you built this from the ground up which first off doing that when i'm sure the supply chain issues and post pandemic was yeah. something of a uh, of a uh, fun for you. What was yeah. the process of actually, it's not like you took over the lease of a fitness studio. It was a bare space, correct? Correct. Yeah. It was completely bare before we were in here. It was vacant for a little while and it was before it was vacant. It was a beauty supply place. Okay. Um, so not a fitness studio, <laughs> not a fitness studio at all, but they had, pre- they had like, they had turned it into what they call a vanilla box. So there were just you know, pretty much the four walls, a slab of ugly concrete for the floor. And it was just a big open space, which honestly was what we were looking for. This, the space that the den is now is the first place that we looked at. And we looked at a lot of places afterward, but we just kept coming back to this spot because we, it was a blank canvas. Um, We learned a lot in the process, but we were like, we can literally make this exactly what we want it to be. And we worked with a great architect. We had a great um, construction team. And what the den is now is very true to the original vision. Um, Something that was really important to us from, you know, the inception of this idea was having a kids camp, a place where moms and dads can drop off their kids and not a space that felt like, oh, like we'll we'll throw them in this small little room with no windows. Like we wanted... (laughs) <laughs> Which like, is what it literally is like baby jail. Right. So 
it's important to us that the the smallest members of our community are part of our community. So the kids camp has a huge window so they can see what's going on in the lobby. They also are invited to be a part part of like all of our events, a lot of community events here at our space. Um, we usually offer free kids camp for those events. Um, we do a lot of programming that's for kids, you know, mm -hmm. uh, where we are teaching them about fitness from a very early age. Like we've done mommy and me classes, uh, toddler yoga. We've done some ninja type classes. Ooh. And the whole goal is to get them involved in fitness and loving fitness before people tell them that they need to work out to lose weight. Right. Just to change. The love of, yeah. of, of play, you know, like fitness yeah. is right. Well, it, fitness should be fun. And right. if you're instilling that in your kids and it's actually a place that they want to go to, it's funny because here my brother and sister-in-law go to a place where my two nieces, they call it the club and they uh -huh. love going because it's yeah. fun. And they're also running around and working out and getting their energy out, but also seeing their parents mm -hmm. exemplify healthy habits. Yeah. And it's not in a way especially the, with the way that you're creating things that it's, I'm doing this because mommy needs to lose 10 pounds. It's like, no, I'm right. doing this for longevity and for to live better. Yeah. And so I can keep up with you and play with you and keep up over my head and throw you around in the pool. Yeah. So my knees yeah. don't literally fall. Although my low back has taken a beating with my son because that's on me. But um, I didn't even know you had the kids camp. That's That's incredible. And yeah. what types of workouts are you offering? Is it a variety? Is it strength-based? What What's happening over there with your... So we have two of our signature formats, which are burn and boost and then build and tone. So burn and boost is kind of like a high intensity interval training class. Um, you're kind of going the whole time. The lights are low. The music is loud. Um, it's all circuit style training. So you move through what we call our zones. In a burn class, there are six zones. And then at the end of every class, we come together for a final throwdown, which is where everybody comes together in the middle. We're all working towards a common goal, whether it's, you know, this amount of burpees with this amount of jump squats, with this amount of meters on the skier, again, all at a level that people can maintain and yeah. feels good for them. But yeah, the last, the last few minutes of class are always going to be a challenge and it's going to push you out of your comfort zone. And the energy is, you know, you can feel it even outside of the room. It's, it's exciting. So I, I love those burn and boost classes. The build and tone classes are um, strength-based classes. We're finding that so many people are seeing such great benefits from strength training. You know, I've been strength training for a while now. So in my, in, in my world, it's not new, but it does feel like in so many ways, we're introducing so many people of this community to strength training. It's, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with Pilates and yoga. It definitely has huge benefits, but this is like a Pilates and yoga town. Yeah. So when we came in and now we're able to keep them doing their Pilates and yoga, but add this element of strength training, the feedback that we're getting is, oh my gosh, I have so much energy during the day. My body feels so good. I feel so much stronger. So that always feels great. And I think we're still undoing a lot of the lingo from the past of strength training makes you bulky or there's yeah. all of these things that I think women in particular are attuned to with strength training. But I'd love to also hear if some of these clients have 
noted they're stronger in yoga and Pilates because, oh, yeah. yeah, cause they're doing strength training on your end. Totally. We have a woman who was a professional golfer and mm-hmm. she's still a very good golfer and she golfs every weekend. She was telling us that if she had strength training when she was a professional golfer, she would have been even more unstoppable. She wasn't doing it because back then women didn't really do it. Yeah. But now she's doing it and she's like, I'm able to hit the ball 15 yards farther. She's like, I can't even tell you how much this has improved my game. And she's so excited about it. Then yeah, we have we have clients who paddle is very big around here. Oh, like pickleball and paddle. Yes, pickleball and this new one that just came into my realm called Padel. What? Just like kind of like paddle, kind of like racquetball. I don't know. I haven't played, but it sounds really fun. But racket sports are huge in this community. People are telling me like how much their game has improved and it gets pretty competitive. So they're really happy about that. I know pickleball's taken over the nation. My mother is like the queen. I don't know. She is on the board. She is she's gone crazy. But I think that also goes to the piece where you're making it a safe spot to to at least try. You're not intimidating people when they come in and saying, everyone needs to lift a 45-pound weight. You're making it an approachable space. And your tagline came before the actual name. And so how is the community piece? And has that lived up to your expectations? Have there been surprising things that have come out of how you're trying to build this into an actual community versus just a fitness studio you go to? Like, What does that look like as, as this is launched? Yeah. I mean, honestly... I knew I wanted a community. I wasn't prepared for how amazing and how quickly it would start to build. We had our opening weekend. It was like right before Christmas. We had our founding members and everybody just seems to love being here. Everybody calls it their happy place. People are making friends. People are bringing their friends. We have these events that allow people to get together and to hang out, get to know each other. We celebrate like every milestone. When somebody hits 25 classes, we have a celebration bell where we ring the bell and everybody cheers them on. Just adding like small rituals into the the workout and the programming that is specific to the Den crew. It's it's pretty cool to see. I think post-pandemic as well, I'm glad that you started this almost when you did because people were craving that. We did our best during COVID days where you're virtual and you're you're trying to build that connection through a screen. And I think so that was what was so many people were missing. It's yes, okay, you go in and you get a great workout, but it's more so seeing people or seeing your regulars or becoming yeah. friends with the instructors and yeah. knowing a little bit about their life. And from the standpoint of someone that takes classes, and I'm sure you're like this, just given the dedication you have to making this a space that people want to come to is like seeing me check in. Oh, Sarah, how's Ronan? How's, you know, how's the kid? How's your husband? Picking up on those things. So when people go there, it's not just I'm working out, whatever. It's like, okay, I actually feel seen as a person. (laughs) I actually, so when we, when we opened in December, you know, we had like a pretty cool opening. And then January, we were expecting, okay, come January 1st, everybody's going to be in here. Everybody's going to want to try this new place. And it didn't happen like at all in the rate that we thought it was going to, which was scary for us because mm-hmm. we had specific numbers and goals and things that we were trying to hit and and it wasn't happening. 
And so there was a lot of time where we were, you know, strategizing, trying to figure out how do we, how do we build this thing? How do we get more people in the doors? But then it just sort of started to happen because the benefit of being, you know, starting small is that you have so much time to really get to know people. I know every single person's name, their kid's name, where they went on vacation, like I can memorize people's injuries, um, give them specific options that work for their body. So people aren't ready. <laughs> I don't think for when we do build and the classes get like really full yeah. because right now, you know, a lot of our classes are at like 10 people. So there's a lot of room and there's so much individual attention, which we're still going to give, you know, as we grow. But I think people are so used to like having lots and lots of time with the instructor, lots and lots of time with the staff. But that's been great from the beginning because it's allowed us to start to really strongly build this community. And then word of mouth, I feel like is that much more impactful because yeah. people are saying I was there from founding. But as you grow, I get as a business owner, that might be a little scary where you're like, oh gosh, how are we going to manage but then you're going to you're probably going to be hiring other kickass instructors and people are going to find their people and people will find oh like you know Susie and I always go to X Y and Z class together so they're still going to have that and I'm sure they'll be amped for your success as as you grow what are a few things you wish that you knew whether it's build whether it's actually getting this thing off the ground whether it's business size what what do you wish you knew before you actually started oh my gosh okay i think the main thing is i wish i knew how impatient i am that is like <laughs> the biggest thing that i learned is i i thought we were going to open the doors and day 1 it would just be like gangbusters and but then at the same time i was telling everybody like around me and everybody who's involved with the den like you know it takes time to grow it takes time to grow but i was so unable to take my own advice some things just take time things worth having take time yeah. i wish i could have learned that lesson a, a little bit sooner and like taken it to heart a little bit sooner plumbing is very expensive that's <laughs> something that i learned too Plumbing is very expensive. I'm sure a lot of building because you're not a builder by nature. No, so, not at all. I know nothing about it. So, were you like Googling how to find a contractor? Like, how <laughs> there was a lot of Googling. Um, I worked with the small business, um, oh my God, small business bureau, small business association. The better business bureau? Not the better business. <laughs> Shoot, I should know. I wanted, okay, they have this program called SCORE. Um, okay where you can, you're assigned mentors. So I worked with a couple of mentors on like, okay, here's my business plan. Help me with my business plan. Help me a little bit with where to get started. So they kind of pushed me in the right direction. And then from there, it was just figuring it out. Yeah. Checking with my contractors, checking in with my architect, like every single day being the squeaky wheel, because if I wasn't the squeaky wheel, it wasn't going to get done. I think you have that tenacity in you. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was determination. It was drive. I was like, we need to get this open. We want to bring this to the people. Yeah. So a lot of just like staying on top of people, making sure that we were a solid team with the same goal of getting the den to open its doors. And plus you had that passion of you knew that this was something that would bring you joy. I mean, this has been, you said it's your baby. It's your fourth baby. Like that to you, like nurturing your own children. Yeah. Have they been to the den? Do they like coming and playing? Oh, my kids are here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually either 
standing by my side as I'm checking people in. Put them to work. Yeah. Or asking me for snacks. <laughs> or they love to play in the kids' camp. They feel like the mayors of the den. As they should be. Yeah, they should. I love them. Yeah, they're adorable. Oh, they really are. Um, where can everyone find you if they want to take classes, get more information? Like what types of packages and stuff do you offer? Well, you can visit our website, thedentraining.com. You can follow us on Instagram. I think it's a pretty fun follow. At, it is. Thank you. At The Den Barrington. That's Barrington with two R's. And yeah, we offer different packages and options. Our memberships are all unlimited because we strongly believe that, you know, if you're trusting us to get you to your goals, you need to be coming at least two times a week. So all of our memberships are unlimited for that reason. But we also have class packages. So you can do like a five pack, a 10 pack, a drop in. We do personal training. We have, you know, the kids programming, baby and me classes. We're going to be launching a kids yoga class soon. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled. If you're in the area, there's a lot of exciting things happening around here at the Den. And then my final question, can you open one in Phoenix like tomorrow? Um, yes. Location. Well, <laughs> that'll be location number three. <laughs> Fair. There. And I hope you and Ronan are members. Uh, yeah. Ronan would love that kids club. He's feral. Um, <laughs> always, so always running around. I think that's just common. Um, Todd, you are incredible. And I am so grateful that I know you through the scene. I'll tag everything in the show notes, including where to find the den on socials, websites, and I'll tag Todd too, because Todd's a fun follow. Thanks. Todd has a lot of the hot gossip. So do I. I I think you do. But Todd, I really appreciate your stance on fitness in general. I think we need a lot more of it. I think we need a lot more people making this fun and attainable. That's that's the thing. And not scaring people into thinking they can't come and yeah. exercise, because exercise is for everyone. So Totally. Well, I've had a pleasure talking to you. It's been a while, so it's good to catch I up. I know. And one day we'll have to talk about what your everything that you're up to because I feel Oh like god. Oh, so I don't even know. Sometimes yeah. like what is happening a lot in my world, but I think I'm going to try to get back into fitness soon. I I haven't been teaching because it's yeah. just been too hard. Well, like you just said, we need more people who have, you know, your kind of mindset. So, when you're ready, I think that there is definitely a, a spot for you in the in the fitness community. I think people would be so lucky to take your class. Thank you. And if the den is ever here, I will apply to be your first teacher. Yay. Can't wait. So there's that. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Welcome to My 10 podcast. I hope you had as much fun listening as I do recording. I am so happy to have you here and see you next episode.